We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. It's time to talk some cricket. Two balls left in the over, two runs to win. Southie to Rudu pulls through the onside and that's the victory for England. Out towards a mid-wicket rope. Root does it in style. Hammering it away. Out towards the tavern stand. England victorious by five wickets. And in the end, a clinical victory for the home side. Yeah, it was clinical. It was five wickets in a low-scoring test match, no doubt about it. The good news all round uh, for everyone in England. They've got a team that can uh, win test matches all of a sudden. And really good news for the fans that because the game only lasted less than 15 overs on the fourth day, they all got a free fund as well on their money for turning up. So that's great. But uh, joining us now uh, is Henry Moran, who, of course, uh, is part of uh, our SENZ group. He was down on the, the field talking to both captains at the end of the game and picking up information. Uh, Henry travels the world doing cricket, of course, as well, a very recognisable voice. Henry, uh, thanks so much for staying up late for us. But I suppose you're in celebration mood, you England cricket fans. Oh, steady on. I think, well, good morning to you, first of all, Smithy. I think, first of all, there's a little bit of just holding a little back in terms of the excitement for this England team, because, yes, it was a five-wicket victory. So, on paper, that looks pretty good for England. But there is the big caveat of the fact that, once again, they're relying so much on the runs of Joe Root. We heard Adam Collins there on SENZ calling it home. And Root getting that 100 to take into 10,000 test runs and and all that he achieves for England in helping a side that is so vulnerable with the bat. So, yes, there is some excitement and there is a little bit of a sense that this new era under Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes has got off to the right start. But there is always that, that fear with England and their batting that they're only, what, two or three deliveries away from everything going horribly wrong. Henry... Did Kane Williamson and his tacticians make a mistake on day one when they had the advantage or they had the option of the advantage? Did they make a mistake batting first? Oh, it, it's very difficult to say. They they always say at Lords, you look up, not down. So look at what the weather is doing in terms of the cloud coverage. And, and yeah, clearly the way that England went about things early on with James Anderson and Stuart Broad getting those early breakthroughs, it's very easy to say, yeah, absolutely, you should get England in, particularly with the vulnerability that England have, as I spoke about. But but also at Lords, this is a ground where, where run scoring, uh, you know, it, 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 historically speaking, England haven't fared that well there at Lords. So there would have been a significant amount of pressure had New Zealand been able to get a good score on the board because in recent years, England have struggled batting in the final innings. We saw that against India last year. They had a horrible collapse to lose that test match. And it has been a bit of a repeated theme that at games at Lords, England have struggled a little bit when they've been when they've been put under a little bit of pressure in the final innings with the bat. So you can understand the thinking. Mm. And also, I think there's a fair amount of forgiveness for New Zealand giving that, the, that they had quite an interrupted build up to this game and so many of the players were straight in from the IPL. Okay, let's look at uh, what McCullum and Stokes would like to have achieved from this test. Number one, a win. Got that. Uh, Number two, confidence for Stokes as a captain. Number three, finding out uh, one or two things about their players. uh, uh, Discovering a new bowler, which was good. Um, And the other thing that they talked about too, Henry, the big issue was putting uh, Joe Root back down to number four and Joe Root getting 100 to win the game for England. So, Uh, Honestly, if you look at the whiteboard achievements or what they set out to achieve in this test match, apart from the fact they haven't still established a one, two or three, it wasn't a bad result. 
yeah, they'll take that. And as you say, absolutely number one on the priority list was getting a win because one win in 17 going into this game is a pretty horrible record. They haven't won a test series since against Sri Lanka in the early part of 2021. So it has been a long time coming to get this victory and to get things moving. And also the way that the, the, the British sporting cycle works, we've just come to the end of the football season. So attention is beginning to turn towards cricket and to get a good start with this match at Lords, just to give people a bit of a reminder that this England test side is there. We're going to have a big summer of cricket is an important thing. And there's certainly a degree of excitement because Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes are dynamic as cricketers. We know that from their history, but also they're quite dynamic in how they've spoken about this, this new mm. change with England. And uh, when I spoke to Ben Stokes for SENZ yesterday, I was really interested when he said to me that, you know, Brendan McCullum said to him the night before the the, the final uh, final day of the game that Stuart Broad had been given license to go out there and just swing from the hip. Now, he doesn't need much encouragement, but so often England players have been told to be careful. Just protect your wicket. Go out there. Get yourself in. But McCullum and Stokes clearly have a mentality that is right. Play to your strengths. We know Stuart Broad isn't going to hang around, so go out there, have some fun, get padded up, and see if you can get us home with a victory. And that's just a little insight, perhaps, into a bit of freedom that has been given some of these players that over the last 12 months in particular have looked really hindered by the pressure of test cricket and how to go about playing. Okay, let's uh, look at uh, a pretty handy and he's a handy supporter of an he's too by Ben Folks. Uh, it's been long regarded as perhaps the best gloves man in, uh, in England, um, but now establishing himself uh, with a, an innings of substance as well. Yeah, and he, he's also been long regarded as one of the least fortunate cricketers in the English setup too, because last year he was standing by ready to make his test debut at home. He'd played overseas and done well, but he was about to play at home and slipped over in the dressing room at the Oval, injured his foot and was out for the whole summer. And so he's been waiting a long time for this opportunity behind Johnny Bairstow and Joss Butler. And the question has never been about his keeping. It's whether he'd be able to play that supporting role in the middle order to offer what England need if they get their backs against the wall as they found themselves yesterday. And that partnership was really impressive with uh, with Joe Root, not because he necessarily scored a huge pile of runs. He was at the end uh, uh, 32 not out, which was very, very useful. And, you know, it, it's, it's one of those innings, though, that I think the management and the coaching staff will look at that and think, Do you know, he hung around when so often we've seen a fragility and a brittleness to this England side. And that sort of toughness, mental toughness, is so, so crucial to this side having success going forward. We know they've got a gun batsman in Joe Root. The question is those around mm. it. Have they found a, a really adequate backup for, uh, for Anderson and Broad in terms of uh, Matty Potts? with so many England bowlers out injured at this present point in time. Potts seem to come through okay. And what of Anderson and Broad? What did you make of them? Yeah, Potts is an exciting talent. There's no doubt about that. It'll be interesting to see how he goes in the next Test match and, and if he can continue with this really exciting start that we saw in this game. And as you say, there's a huge number of England bowlers that are missing at the moment. The likes of Joffre Archer, Chris Woke, guys that are regular players in this England Test side when they're fit. So there is an opportunity. And once again, we're looking at James Anderson and Stuart Broad as being those bowlers that are doing the business for England. Two wickets for Anderson in the second innings, three for Broad in the 
second innings, including that that mad spell when three wickets fell in three balls. And then the first innings, it was a forfeit for Jimmy Anderson. And he's heading towards his 40th birthday next month. So this is a guy mm. that is, has been around an awfully long time. Similarly, Stuart Broad, well into his mid-30s now. But, and the crucial thing here, I think, is that they're bowling as well as they ever have. And they've still got all that desire to play test cricket for England. And the message that Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes have given early on in their tenure is quite a simple one. If they're fit, they're part of our best team and they play. And given the fact that they missed out on the tour to the West Indies because England were going for what felt like quite a confused red ball reset to try and find some new talent, the message is quite a simple one. If they are fit, they play because they're the best we've got, they're the best we've ever had, and they're still doing the business. They are supreme bowlers, particularly in English conditions. And England are very lucky to have them and want to make sure they get every single game and, uh, and day out of their career that they possibly can. On that subject then of fit bowlers, where does Jack Leach come into the equation? What, what is it needed for him to be available for Trent Bridge later this week? Uh, what about Parkinson? I mean, New Zealand effectively only had 10 players because Ajaz Patel was not a factor in the match whatsoever. Uh, do you see Spin mm. being a, a, f- a feature at Trent Bridge? What, what can we expect at Trent Bridge in early to mid-June? Well, Trent Bridge is a ground where uh, Stuart Broad and James Anderson have had huge success as seam bowlers. It tends to be somewhere where, particularly early on in the match, there is quite a lot of opportunity for the side bowling first. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that toss. In terms of the spinners, well, Jack Leach is right on the cusp of whether he'll be allowed to play because of the concussion protocol. So you need seven clear days between the incident happening and being able to play again. So that would take him up to the day before the game at Trent Bridge because it happened on the first day at Lords, And so I would be surprised if he was to play. Matt Parkinson, this exciting leg spinner, he did reasonably well, got his first test wicket. And considering that he was hosting a barbecue on that first day when he got the call to get in his car and get down to Lords, <laughs> you've got to say he did pretty well to come down and uh, and make his test debut and, and do as well as he did. Inevitably, there's nerves with the, with a, ba- a debut at the home of cricket and, uh, and all that sort of pressure. But I think England have got quite a lot of excitement about Parkinson. He turns it sharply. He doesn't bat terribly well. He's not a great fielder. But England need to have a strike bowler who can uh, who can do the business as a spin bowler. Jack Leach has offered a, a lot, but he's never quite had that control, perhaps, that England have been looking for. So whether Trent Bridge is the sort of surface that offers that kind of uh, grip and turn that they'll be looking for, that remains to be seen. We've had a bit of rain in the last few days, so that may make things a little more tricky for the spin bowlers. But certainly in Parkinson, I think now he's had his opportunity he'll get another go on th- on friday test match only went to three in a slight bit days uh, henry but there was talk before the test matches of uh, low crowd attendance there was talk about of uh, lack of interest perhaps in england test cricket at the moment um, people playing the waiting game on stokes and mccullum partnership what's your read after this early success did the fans react well yeah, certainly. And, and the, the ticket int- issue is an interesting one because so much of it is is reflected on on the cost of the tickets. Because going to watch test matches in England is an incredibly expensive thing, particularly at Lords, where tickets can range anything from 100 to £160 per ticket without concessions. And so if you're a family of four, you're looking at £500 or, you know, a thousand bucks before you've even got yourself a drink or got yourself to the venue. So that is certainly an issue 
particularly given the the cost of living crisis at the moment and and one thing and another but whether there is a, a degree to which people are frustrated with this England side and the way they performed in the winter and they are just giving a little bit of a moment well that might be the case and that victory getting that early win is so so important and they'll also be just thinking you know we've got a summer ahead of us where there's a lot of sporting events taking place a commonwealth games are we going to save our money for that the hundred which is this competition that that has captured the imagination of the ticket buying public so there is certainly a little bit of pressure on this england side to ensure that they perform they entertain and that they make sure that they continue this positive start that we've seen in this first match i think the the one point that is becoming more of an issue in in england is selling tickets for days four and five we only just got into day four and they had to give a full refund as you say because it didn't last 15 overs so you'd be a brave supporter to buy a ticket for day four and five because wickets tumble so quickly and that is actually going to be quite an issue for venues in terms of booking staff everything like that that goes in, uh, into staging a test match Couldn't have worked out better, Queen's Jubilee weekend England won a test match, Boris Johnson keeps his job, it's the perfect weekend <laughs> well, it depends who you ask on the last one, I imagine. It's been a fairly dramatic night in UK politics. But in terms of, of what has happened with, with with the way the weekend has played out, and there was a certain sense around London and the, and the Queen's Jubilee, we saw the fly past in the distance. We could see those sort of World War II planes just flying, making that amazing noise in the distance as they headed towards Buckingham Palace. And so there was a real sense of sort of carnival around, uh, around London and around Lord across the weekend and it was really important that the weather behaved itself which it did which the team performed in a way that was a little more encouraging that happened as well and so there was quite a lot just in so many ways on this test match to make sure that things went well and England did well and that there was a sense of optimism that kind of went hand in hand with the street parties and everything else that was going on uh, across the country so it's a good result for England certainly and uh, and we'll have to just wait and see to make sure that they continue this momentum because that is the absolute key. As we know, Test cricket can change in in a heartbeat. It can be a very different story from one game to the next. One thing that uh, won't change, just to finish off, though, of course, is uh, the news that uh, Joe Root now, the realisation, joins the 10,000-run club in Test cricket. Still a very young man, still a lot to offer England cricket. Goes down uh, already as one of England's greats. He does. And it, the most amazing statistic about his 10,000 test runs is he did it the exact same age to the day that Alistair Cook did it a few years ago, 31 years and 157 days. And so there was all sorts of conversation on social media about what time of day they were born, just to work out who had done it sooner. But it is an extraordinary club. And you look at the, the age that Root is and the fact that he's given up the test captaincy, I think is quite a significant thing in, in his hopes for scoring more runs. Because at the end of that, uh, that Ashes series, the end of the West Indies series, he looked physically and emotionally drained. He's coming to this summer. He's looking like he's he's Benjamin Button. He looks younger, fresher. He's smiling again. And if he continues to enjoy his cricket and continues to, to get the sort of uh, enjoyment out of scoring the runs that he seems to have done in the last, uh, certainly last week, but also in the last couple of years where his, his run scoring has been absolutely supreme, if not necessarily leading to the results on the pitch for the side that he was leading, well then there's no reason he can't keep going for six, seven years he's not the kind of guy you think well it's a matter of time before he's going to give up of the big four if you like smith williamson coley and root there's only one in the last two years that has really been on that upward trajectory and you'd back him to score more than any of the others at the moment 
Yep, there's no doubt about that. He's in great nick, and we're waiting for Captain Kane to fire into gear. Hopefully at Trent Bridge, uh, where what that might be. We're, we're, what we know is you'll be there, Henry, and we look forward to um, any correspondence that we get from you throughout uh, that particular test match. Uh, thanks so much for your input. Thanks for staying up so late for us. Enjoyed your, uh, the way you've enlightened us this morning. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Anytime, Ian. Good to speak to you, mate. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.